unresolved trauma is often an underlying piece that is impacting our relationships and our self-worth. And it's also uh, often also the underlying pieces to our to depression, anxiety, and other mental health problems. Many people don't realize that trauma is affecting them either because they have buried it so deep, which is again, avoidance, or they believe that it's a non-factor in their current, current lives. Denial, okay? Again, the two deterrents to healing, avoidance and denial. We need more conversations about this topic and I am here for it. Welcome back, gang, to season four of Sanity Sessions with your favorite Philly girl, licensed psychologist and certified trauma therapist, Dr. Dawn Galette Crossett. I am so excited to be back on the couch with you all. Now, you may have noticed an ever so small change, a small shift in the name of the podcast, and I am excited about that. That's the title of this episode, The Shift, and I can't wait to tell you about our shift. Are you ready for it? I know I am, so let's jump in. What's up, gang? What's up? What's going on? We are back on the couch. That's right, we are back, and guess what? I missed you. I missed you. I ain't gonna hold you. I missed you. I missed you. First, let me start off was saying thank you. Thank you so much for the continued downloads. Thank you so much while I was away for sharing with other people about my podcast because I know it's because of my faithful gang members that I continue to get the constant downloads. When I would get the emails that showed that you were downloading on and on and on, I was so excited. I was like, wow, they are continually downloading the episodes. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I thoroughly appreciate everyone that was telling their friends, their family members about their favorite psychologist, their favorite Philly girl, Dr. Dawn. All right, so now where have I been and what have I been up to? So grab a chair, get a drink, get your water, your tea, and let's get started. All right, for those who don't follow me on Instagram or Facebook, first, please do. Start following me right away. All that information will be in the show notes, so be sure to check it out and follow me today. That way you won't have to know or ask, where is Dr. Dawn at? You'll know, like she's doing this, she's doing that, because I try to post um, maybe not as often as my program developer would like me to post, but I do try to post frequently. So if if you haven't followed me, start following me right away and request to be in our group, The Sang Gang on Facebook because I do put things in there as well. And all that information will be in the show notes. And that will keep you posted. Now for the update. Of course, you all know that I've been working on building a trauma center and staff recruitment and obtaining grants and funding and all that. But most of my time, most of my time over the last three months has been spent gearing up for my husband's 50th birthday. Yep. I know I'm three years older than my husband. Just going to throw it out there. And I tease him all the time. He looks older. (laughs) That's the joke. But um, yes, he's just turning 50 this year. But his 50th is actually in November. But you know, I'm an August baby. And August babies celebrate everything big. And we celebrate everything long and forever. So I wanted him to have a really grand 50th year because I celebrated my 50th for almost a year except for we had a death I think we had a death my year and so that kind of stunted the um growth yeah we had a death in the family um and so that stunted my whole year celebration and I didn't celebrate every day just so for those of y'all like oh Philly people I mean Philly people or August people do too much all the time 
I didn't celebrate it every day, but you know, once a month I did something and I went away. I had a, I had a fun 50th because I was just so thankful and grateful to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that I made it to 50. So I celebrated um, something every month, but I wanted him to have a grand 50th. So um, those of you who follow me on Instagram know that he had initiated 50 golf courses for 50. He is an avid golfer. Those of you who know me know my husband is an avid golfer. So he had decided that he was going to attempt to do 50 brand new golf courses for the, for turning 50. And at, right now, I think he's at number 47. So he only has three more to go. But my husband's birthday is actually in November. So for his 50th, we did some traveling. We went to Greece and we spent some time in Greece. He loves history. He's a history buff. So he thoroughly enjoyed being, being in Greece. And then when we returned we surprised him with an early 50th party. So that's where I've been kind of preparing for that. Um, preparing, uh, we were away for a significant amount of time for about 10, 12 days in Greece. And then we came back and surprised, uh, did the surprise party. So that's kind of part of where I've been at. Then I also had um, some trainings. I had to be at some ministry, um, very committed to my ministry and my family. Uh, that, that type of thing was going on as well. And, uh, yeah, so that 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 happened, and then I went away for a couple of days for my birthday to New Orleans. So that's where I've been at. Now, at the end of the day, he had an absolute blast. My husband did, and he was happy and blessed, and and that's all I was hoping for. I wanted him to have a great fiftieth, and I and and again, his birthday is not till November, so we have a little bit more left, but nothing as grand as Greece in his fiftieth. So we 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 slowed down now. So that's what's been happening for the last three months, and I think that we are all caught up with where I've been at. All right, now let's get into this episode. The title of this episode is The Shift. The Shift. What is The Shift? Now, The Shift is all about the same gang and me focusing more on what most of you follow me for, and that is trauma. Trauma. Now, everyone knows I am a certified trauma therapist. Of course, I am a licensed psychologist and I have been treating trauma in Pennsylvania for over 20 years. By the grace of God and him alone, I've established the first trauma recovery center in all of Pennsylvania and it's 34th in the country. So let me just make sure I make this really clear. Yes, there are other trauma centers in Pennsylvania. However, we are the first trauma recovery center, which is a specific empirically evidence-based model found to be effective with treating diverse populations, in particular black and brown peoples, in, um, in the recovery of trauma. So we are the first trauma recovery center in all of Pennsylvania and 34th in the country. So trauma is what I do all day, every day, right? So all the episodes where I talk about trauma on this platform are the ones that you all love and download the most. So what you listen for, and so trauma is what you listen for, and it's what you want, and it's what I do. So it's just a natural shift. It's a natural shift. So the shift is about us doing the natural shift into focusing more on trauma. So what you will see going forward are trauma top topics that are related to African-Americans and black and brown people. So that is what the shift is about. If you notice, the title of the podcast has changed to Sanity Sessions, Real Trauma, Real Talk. The reason why I changed the title is because naturally women follow me. Naturally, women uh are the ones who listen the most, but we do have men that listen as well. And when I looked at my topics, yes, I had women on majority of the time because women tend to be more open about trauma, but we did sprinkle men in there. 
I, most of my topics were not women-centered. They were not specifically women-centered. So Sanity Sessions for Sisters really wasn't accurate. It was really Sanity Sessions in general. Though mostly women listen and uh, and mostly women follow me, it really was in general about trauma because, it, you know, there are some specific topics where I speak in, uh, uh, specifically about women versus men as it as it pertains to trauma or depression or anxiety but really at the end of the day i speak i speak about trauma in general because drama trauma is 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 a broad topic but it's so it's so deep and specific so when i am outlining it um and when cat when i'm categorizing it i will say trauma may impact a man it may look like this in a male it may look like this in a female so i i thought it would just be better to just make a sanity sessions uh real talk real trauma so that's that's the title. I'm excited about that title as well. Now let's talk a little bit more about the shift and some of the background pertaining to that. So at first I was hesitant to go in this direction because one, I do trauma all day, every day, all day, every day, and it could get heavy. <laughs> it could get real heavy. Hence why when I do watch TV, it's light, it's fun, and it's whimsical often cartoons when i get a chance to watch tv i watch cartoons and or marvel i love superhero shows i love marvel i love comic-con i love all those types of things because it's fun it's like um some people say there's a lot of um, violence in those as well but the violence to me is different because with cartoons they're cartoon characters there's very limited blood at least in the ones that i watch i'm not into anime which can be a little bit more graphic i'm into things like you know you, you hardly see any blood um, and then, you know, with superheroes, because they're superheroes, they rarely often die, you know? And so, you know, I like, like things like that. Um, things that provide uh, some sense of hope. And that's even when I get to watch TV. I don't get a whole lot of TV and TV generally watches me. Um, so it's very heavy. As a matter of fact, when I was approached to, to start the trauma center, as well as the intensive in-home trauma program that I run right now in Dauphin County, uh, I was actually over trauma. I, I was kind of done with it. I didn't really want to do it anymore because of um, just because of how heavy it could be. And it just seems sometimes it seems like the more you treat it, it, it just doesn't seem like it's getting better. But then I realized, thank God for Jesus. I just realized that uh, through the research and through knowing just how much how much we're learning more and more about trauma and its impact on individuals um, physically as well as mentally. So adverse childhood experiences has study revealed so much about how untreated and unbuffered, unmitigated trauma can actually lead to premature death. When, when I started really digging more into that research, I recognized that there is such a need to continue this work and such a need to um, for black and brown people because it's not enough of us in the field to be in these spaces so that uh, black and brown people will feel comfortable getting more treatment because we are at a disproportionate rate to experience that. And we'll talk a little bit more in this episode. So I, you know, I was kind of on my way out. But then when I got this information and I was approached to do these programs because of um, how long I've been doing it and I do it relatively well, pretty well, um, and have good outcomes, I, I, I turned my um, my vision back on. So that's so I was hesitant to go in that direction to focus on with it on the podcast because, again, it can be heavy. And so because it's heavy, I thought, yeah, I don't know if I want to really do a podcast on it. Two, I was hesitant because trauma is not a warm and fuzzy topic. It's like... It's like the vegetable on your plate. 
my girl Tay Chandler, follow her on Instagram. I call her the attachment whisperer. She shared that she shared that with me once. She said, you know, trauma dawn is like the vegetables on the plate because she was one of the proponents years ago that told me I should focus more on trauma. And I was just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And she sends like all of her people. She does excellent attachment work. Like I said, follow Tay Chandler. I put her information um, in the show notes. She's excellent. Get in her seat. Uh, if you can, if you need some work around attachment, amazing young lady. And she focuses primarily on attachment does, and has topics for days. That's the other reason why I struggled to, to, to focus because I was concerned about topics, but that's another story. We'll talk about that a little later in this episode. But uh, she has shared with me that trauma is like the vegetables on your plate. You know, we all know it's good for us to talk about trauma, but we don't want to. We just don't want to. And it's just like, it's just the same thing like with our vegetables, right? We know they're good for us to eat, and but we sometimes we just don't want that salad. We just don't want that broccoli, right? We just don't want them carrots, right? And and so that's how trauma is. It's like, we know it's good for us to know about. We know we should have this information. We know that we need to know more about it, but because it's so funky and icky and, and tough to talk about, we often avoid those topics, right? And we just kind of walk away from them and so that was another reason why I did not want to kind of um focus on it because I'm like ah, people don't really want to hear about this and I don't really want to be talking about something that folks don't want to hear about but it's a must it's much needed right but like I said after taking some time to digest it I am super excited about being more focused for the same reasons I wasn't in the beginning for the same reasons I wasn't in the beginning, I'm super excited about it now. It's what I do all day, every day, and I can literally talk about trauma ongoing for an ungodly, an ungodly amount of time because it's just that deep and widespread and pervasive. Like I can literally see trauma in any instance all the time. Like Disney movies such as Encanto, I've used that in session with children to get them to have a deeper understanding of how trauma impacts them when I have a child that I'm treating for trauma. And you all know Bambi. Bambi was traumatic in itself, some people say, watching it. It didn't traumatize me, but some people say that Bambi was traumatic for them. So when it's, you know, trauma can be seen in so many areas um, of our lives and we can see it in so many aspects of our lives, but oftentimes we don't know it and, and we, we don't recognize it. And that has a lot to do with the fact that as professionals, we didn't understand trauma and we're still learning more and more and more about it. And because it's not a warm and fuzzy topic, it's often avoided. It's often avoided, but there's so much we don't know about it. And there's so much that we need to know about it. And to let you in on, it let you in on a secret. One of the main deterrents to healing trauma is avoidance, is avoidance. Isn't that interesting? We don't want to talk about trauma because it's uncomfortable. It's icky, right? And we just want to forget about it. And oftentimes we think it, it, it doesn't impact us, right? So we avoid it. But one of the main deterrents to healing trauma is avoidance. So the thing that we need to heal it, we, we don't do, right? The thing that we need to heal it, I'm sorry, the thing that we need to heal it, we do. We are avoiding it. So we avoid where we don't, we, we, we avoid when we shouldn't. And avoidance actually keeps us from healing. It's a barrier to healing. And the second deterrent to healing trauma is denial. Denial is the second deterrent to healing trauma. So the more we avoid and deny trauma in ourselves, in our communities, the less healing will occur the less healing will occur. Now to be clear, avoidance and denial generally comes with trauma. It's often the brain and body's way of trying to make sense of what happened. It's, it's natural. When a traumatic event happens, if our body perceives this as trauma, 
Avoidance and denial is naturally, naturally comes because the body is trying to make sense. It's trying to cope with what happened. So that's a natural part. However, in order to heal and in order for the event to not become a barrier to us enjoying life and to us being productive citizens in our communities and so forth and furthermore, or, or, or a barrier to us not developing a mental health disorder, we have to overcome the avoidance and the denial. So I just, just, just to be fully transparent, Dr. Dawn was avoiding, <laughs> Dr. Dawn was avoiding. I was avoiding becoming more focused on trauma. I'm just going to keep it real. I'm That's what I'm, I'm Dr. Dawn on the real, right? I am going to keep it real because it can be so uncomfortable for many of us. I was avoiding it. So, cause contrary to what many people don't know about me is I literally don't like or enjoy confrontation. And I don't like or enjoy making people uncomfortable, contrary to what people think about me, because people tend to see me as someone that has no problem with calling people out on situations, has no problem on being confrontational or direct. And, and I don't have a problem with it, but I don't enjoy it. See, I'm just not afraid to do it. I'm not afraid to have the tough conversation. I'm not afraid to confront the tough issue. I'm not afraid to feel uncomfortable. And I'm not afraid to make people, other people feel uncomfortable, but I don't really enjoy doing that. But in order for us to heal, we have to have those tough conversations, right? And of course, there's a way to have it and all those types of things, right? But but we have to have the tough conversation. We can't avoid it. So we have to confront the pain of trauma. We just have to. So I'm no longer avoiding focusing on trauma. I'm no longer going to avoid that. <laughs> I'm no longer going to put that in a box. Here I am. I'm here for it. And it's on and popping. Dr. Dawn is on and popping. She has topics for days because this is what I do all day, every day. I have topics for days, topics that some of us may not even think are uh, relevant, that didn't even know that were relevant or connected to trauma in any way. Topics I didn't realize that were relevant or connected to trauma, but I, over the years, because of the research, I've, I, I have um, came across it and realized it. Because keep in mind, we're not experts. I'm not an expert on trauma, though that's what they consider me to be. I, and they consider me to be an expert because I've done it for so long and I do it relatively well, right? But I don't like that word expert because expert to me means all knowing and all, all being an omniscient and only God, only Jesus are all knowing omniscient and he's, he's the true healer. I'm just a facilitator of healing. That's just my job. I facilitate healing. I help people heal. See, I'm not the answer. Only Jesus is the answer, but my job is to help you get to the answer to help you heal. That's my job. That's all I do. So there's so much out there on the topic. So as I, and I love studying it, I love understanding its impact. And so there's topics out there that I didn't even know were that were relevant. There's so much new research that I didn't even know that impacted us in different ways or, or may have impacted me over the years. So that's all the background. So other reasons I'm becoming more focused is many of us don't know what trauma is. Believe it or not, still to this day, many of us don't know what trauma is. And before I go into that, I want to say real quick, it only took me, what, four years? That's how long I was in avoidance and denial to focus on trauma. I mean, everybody was saying, you should just focus more on trauma. I like your podcast, but I would love to hear more on trauma. I'm a program developer. I love this, that, and the other, but why don't we do more on trauma? And I can remember actually developing episodes and struggling as to what to speak on because I'm like, oh my goodness, what's what this week I'm going to talk about? And just and looking around and over trauma notes. <laughs> does that who does that so if you're sitting there sitting there thinking like I can't believe or or kind of struggling with the fact that you've been in avoidance of denial you are not alone as Michael Jackson said in his song you are not alone you're not alone I'm with you 
I'm with you in your struggle, okay? So back to the uh, notes. All right, so many of us don't know what trauma is and whether or not we have been traumatized. So this is these are the other reasons why I'm going to be focusing more on trauma. So, you know, because trauma is relative, what may be traumatic to you may not be traumatic to another and vice versa. And so it's important for us to understand what trauma is and whether or not we may have been traumatized. Now, of course, you know, this, remember, the podcast is not to replace therapy at all. But this is information that can help you decide like, hey, I think this may have happened to me. Let me go see it. Let me get, get some more information. Let me go see somebody um, professional. Or you may see somebody professional. And this could be um, ad- addition, your gravy, the add on to you seeing somebody professionally. Right. So we all so all of us may have lived through a traumatic experience such as 911 and COVID, which if you're living today and were born during that during, um in the last couple of years, you lived through COVID. And if you're living today and you were born um, during 911, then you live through 911. Because all of us live through that, that's a traumatic experience. But not all of us may have been traumatized, right? So 911 was a traumatic experience for the nation, but not all of us may have been traumatized. Now keep in mind there is a difference between experiencing a traumatic event and actually being traumatized. There's a difference. And so we use the term so loosely, I'm traumatized, I've been traumatized, I'm traumatized, I've been traumatized. And really, that's really not accurate. We may have experienced a traumatic event. So that's why you can have two people living in a household and both of them may have been physically abused by their father or they may have witnessed their father um, physically abuse their mother. That's a traumatic event. One person may walk away not traumatized. The other person may walk away traumatized because trauma is relative and that's relatively new too. We did not know as, as therapists and researchers, we didn't know that trauma was relative. We assumed something was or wasn't traumatized based upon our own self-centered perception versus actually the symptoms that the client reported, okay? So what, what determines whether we were traumatized is not the event, but how we and our bodies perceive the event. So basically the symptoms, right? So we need to be educated continuously on this. We need to be continuously educated on that. So we're going to go back to basics, you know, basically defining what trauma is from the start. Okay. So that we'll understand that. And then ever so often throughout the, for our next run, you'll hear that. The other, another reason why is, uh, I'm going to be focusing more is because most of my following are African-Americans and black and brown people. And African-Americans and black and brown people are at a disproportionate rate to experience trauma in this world as compared to our white counterparts. As a matter of fact, the lifetime prevalence of PTSD is highest among blacks. Highest, 8.7%. Okay? As compared to our white counterparts, which is 7.0. So... Even though we are at a disproportionate rate to experience trauma, we are least likely to seek out mental health services because, and this is the research, not my opinion, because we are underrepresented as professionals in the field of psychology. The bottom line is that there are not enough black and brown licensed mental health professionals out there. Black and brown people represent 11% of the mental health population in the United States. So, that that's that's a problem that's a problem so and, and after covid waitlist shot up shot up for services which i'm excited that more people are seeking services especially black and brown people however there's not enough black and brown people to serve 
us. And there's not enough cross-cultural non-black and brown people to serve our black and brown folk. So you don't have to be black or brown to serve a black and brown person. However, you should have enough skills to be able to understand their plight. And unfortunately, if you look at the surveys and look at the research, and you can, and you can actually do a, a Google search, just make sure the site is a reputable site in terms of like SAMHSA has some good um, articles and things of that nature. And I can also give you some of that in our upcoming episodes, but you could actually do a, you could do a, a search and find out uh, that one of the, 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 the research supports that one of the reasons why black and brown people don't go to therapy is because they don't feel like therapists are relatable to them. So, and I can, I can attest to that, you know, in my experience, so you sit across from someone who is not of your ethnicity and they, they share with you based upon their experience and then they discount your black and brown experience. That, that's the research. That's the research and that has been my uh, personal experience. So you don't have to be black and brown to serve us, but you should, <laughs> you should have cross-cultural skills so that that client doesn't walk out of there feeling like we didn't connect, that you didn't listen and that you discounted my experience as a black and brown person. Okay whole nother episode. So get excited because that's a real, that's going to be a really, really good episode. Also with more conversations on the topic, hopefully we'll be, be encouraged to seek out the mental health services needed to heal because there are some good people out there that aren't necessarily black and brown, but I would hope through this time, this time with me in the podcast that you may be able to have like a little checklist of what to look for in a therapist. All right. So then we need more conversations about this topic and I am here for it. Another reason why I want I, I am I'm focusing is because unresolved trauma is often an underlying piece that is impacting our relationships and our self worth, and it's also uh, often also the underlying pieces to our to depression, anxiety, and other mental health problems. Many people don't realize that trauma is affecting them either because they have buried it so deep, which is again avoidance, or they believe that it's a non-factor in their current current lives. Denial. Okay. Again, the two deterrents to healing, avoidance and denial. So by the time we're done talking today, you should remember two things that keep me from healing for trauma or anyone that I'm connected to is avoidance and denial. So they may think that they are easily angered because they are just a high head or they, they may think that they abuse some substances because they just like getting high, or they may think that they uh, are hypersexual or have a lot of sex with different people because they just enjoy sex. But in all reality, they may have experienced a traumatic event and these behaviors are likely a result of the unhealed trauma acting out in their bodies. So again, another reason why I'm focusing so people can hear this information and say, huh, this might be me. Let me go see somebody. All right. Until they do the work to allow healing to occur, all other treatment is just what I call a band aid cure. So I'll often see that in my sessions, you know, I, I've had clients come to me um, who said they didn't want to work on trauma but had a history of trauma or didn't think the trauma was impacting them, right? Sit in front of me and tell me what's happening. It's clear the trauma has manifested in their lives. But again, I'm good. I'm good, Dr. Dawn. I'm good. I don't want to do work in trauma. I just want to work on this relationship. Okay. So I let them sit. And after a year or two, and I say to them, hey, I'm, I, you know, throughout, throughout the two years, I'm, I'm tying it back to them. I'm tying it back to trauma. And it's not two years consecutively. They leave, they come back, they leave because they get some relief. They come back, they leave, they come back. Finally, they come back the third time. And I say, Hey, you know, I've been telling you throughout session. I think this is the trauma brand this ugly head. You have all the trauma red flags, you know, 
these are your symptoms. These are the symptoms of a traumatic event that's impacting you. This is, these are the symptoms of unresolved trauma. Let's do the work. Let's do the work. And they finally say, yes, do the work and never have to come back to therapy because the whole time they were in doing cognitive behavior therapy about relationships, cognitive behavior therapy about depression, because they didn't want to, they thought the trauma wasn't impacting them. And don't get me wrong. Trauma sometimes doesn't impact people. Like I said earlier, it's relative, but all of the symptoms they're reporting to me are trauma responses. And it's not like one or two. There's a many of this, they're having a whole lot and they may not be diagnosable for PTSD, but, but they're impacting them. And so I'm saying to them, let's do the work. And they finally decide, Hey, let's do the work. And they get, they do the work. They do an empirically evidence-based trauma model. We address the trauma. We address the symptoms from the trauma perspective and they never come back. And it doesn't mean they're perfect. And it doesn't mean that they uh, don't have any problems, but they have the skills now that when the symptoms come up, they can break it down on their own and they don't need a therapist. So again, oftentimes these things are underlying issues that they have not addressed. And once they address them, they have the skills. And they go on, they leave this, leave, live these productive lives. And when I run into them in the community, they have no problem sharing how awesome they are doing and how they are handling and coping with things that used to trigger them to become over-emotional. But now they're able to self-regulate in a more healthy manner. All right, so we need more education on trauma and its impact on the various areas of our lives, our bodies, our relationships, and our minds. And there will be other topics sprinkled in throughout, but our main focus will be on the various aspects of trauma. So you may be listening for a personal trauma experience to support someone or just for additional education. But for whatever reason you are here, you are part of the game and I'm thankful for you. And I want you to know that there is hope. There's hope. Psychoeducation, which which is just providing education on mental health, has been found to help decrease mental health symptoms just after one therapy session. Clients often report feeling better just by gaining an understanding about what they are experiencing. So again, remember, this is not therapy, but I will I plan on giving you a whole lot of psychoeducation so that you can feel better, so that you can get the help that you need and so that you can support whoever may need that help as well. But this may be able to support you. This is my hope is to support you in between sessions or until you get into treatment with a licensed mental health professional. All right, that was a whole lot, but I'm so glad to be back. And I promise you, it's going, you're going to love this. I'm going to love it. You're going to love it. Tell your friends. And um, that's all she wrote in the pencil broke. Holla at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is good. This is real good. I am most definitely looking forward to this season, to the shift, to the slight pivot, and to more trauma and mental health topics so the healing can begin. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Information is in the show notes. I hope you are excited, just as excited as I am for this new season and what we're going to learn and find out and discuss with our guests about trauma and how it impacts us. Until next time, gang, stay sane.